What's up, everybody? I'm French the Bros. I'm Josh So Focus, and we would like to welcome you to the Knicks Take Podcast. The Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks Take Podcast. The Knicks Take Podcast. You know, I had to do it for, you know, the comeback. The comeback episode. Go ahead, French. No, it's your go. Oh. Starting that shit. Starting that shit. Starting that shit. And if you didn't know, we're a weekly podcast where we cover the most intriguing Knicks news of the week. If you want to find us on our socials, you can check us out first on Twitter at The Knicks Take. Then go to YouTube and search Knicks Take videos. And if you'd rather follow on Instagram, you'll be able to find us at The Knicks Take. And lastly, on Facebook at Knicks Take Media. I had to do it. I had to do it one time. Keep the drop going. Keep the drop going. Keep the drop going. Keep the drop going. Podcast. And we are back. Season two of the Knicks Take Podcast. Mm-hmm. In total, we are now at episode twenty-three. And I wanted to give you guys a little background, a little update as far as why we've been gone so long. Originally, we were intending on taking a break between season one and season two. But as we indicated in the last podcast, things were going were not going too well with our dad. He fell ill. We had to take a hiatus, take care of our dad. Mm-hmm. He went to the hospital, came back home, and we went into at-home hospice. And our father is now resting in peace. Passed away and... We've been dealing with that and it's really, it's really, I'm going to be honest, it's a little rough coming back to do this podcast because when I first started this podcast, the people who I had in mind when we made it were my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And we wanted Ayaka to be on the we podcast. We wanted him to too. be one of our guests on this podcast and, and talking about the Knicks, knowing that he was such a big Knicks fan, knowing that. Us doing this made him smile to watch us on on, on YouTube and, and and would always want to talk to us about the Knicks. You know, yeah, it's rough, but we got to keep going. We got to keep it going for him. We got to keep going because we started something. We can't finish it. And without, it, I feel like I was, oh, I don't know what that was. That was him saying. That's a Yaka talking right there. <laughs> he said, I'm still listening. Keep the show going. I'm still listening. That's what he said. <laughs> He's licking shots. <laughs> we got, we can't, we, we can't stop it now. You can't, you can't, you got to keep it going. You got to keep it going for him. We got to keep it going for all of y'all who've listened up till now. We have to do what we got to do. And we're going to, not only are we going to keep it going, we're going to keep it going stronger and better. We're going to keep trying to improve. We're going to try to do live streaming episodes. We're working on it now. We're testing it now. If we, if we don't mm-hmm. have it within the next few episodes, we're going to have, a, we're going to have it going by next, at least by 2022. We're going to try to do bonus episodes. Is it raining? 
<laughs> is that what's happening? We're going to keep this show going. <laughs> is that what's happening? Yo. Hey, y'all just letting us know he's here. Yo, I, you know what I wanted to say? I wanted to say, I, I want the title of this episode to be Anything That Can Go Wrong. <laughs> because everything that could possibly go wrong has. We're going to try to do bonus episodes. Uh-huh. We're going to try to have guests. We're going to try to have interviews and a lot, lot more. French, I'm going to let you go. And then once you're done, I'm going to have you <laughs> mute your mic until whatever's going on over there. <laughs> I also wanted to say that we would also plan on doing after show episodes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, not 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 really a show, just a quick recap of the game and our thoughts, our quick reactions at, at the time of. And then at the end of the week, we still have a recap of the week episode where we look at the, the week and... You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and anyway, everything that can where go we wrong left off well. at last time <laughs> was where we left off last time was the NBA draft and free agency. And now that it's all over and we got this the, the final 15 roster set, we might as well run through it one time to know exactly who's on the team. Cause we've been waving a lot of people, we've been trading a lot of people, we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of in the, in the offseason. Start off, Quentin Grimes, uh, our, our first-round pick. Miles McBride, Rokas is overseas. Jericho Sims is on the roster on a two-way contract. We lost the man who will never be spoken of. His name will never be spoken again of on, on, his, on his podcast, at least for my part. I can't guarantee it. I won't say his name, but go ahead. <laughs> the former six. Jared Harper, he's gone. Theo, the energy, the, the energy, energy bunny of the team. Had the battery in everybody's back before every game. Mm-hmm. Looking like the second coach on the sideline, he's gone. Reggie Bullock, who all Twitter and media reporters are trying to make seem like he's defensive player of the year candidate every year, he's gone. Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince. Frank Nitty. Nitty, he's gone. Did I miss you saying? And he's on Dallas. Did I, did I miss you saying Norvell? I might have missed you saying Norvell, pal. Norvell, yeah, the, the 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 guy who we thought was going to be Quincy AC, right? <laughs> and and we in free agency we re-signed Big Taj, <laughs> just had a baby. <laughs> Shout out to Low Taj Junior. <laughs> Noel, he's back. He might be playing tomorrow at the time of this recording. We play Philly tomorrow, so Noel Tibbs has been talking about he might be coming back uh in the game tomorrow. Fifty <laughs> fifty is up in the air right now. We got Burks right back, who looked like he's kind of stealing the shine from Quentin Grimes. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. We're gonna talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. later. But we got Alec Burks back, and we got the sixth man of the year this season coming up. I'm predicting he's gonna be the sixth man of the year. Who was his name? Derek, Derek Rose. Rose. Straight out of Chicago. And we extended Julius Randle to a $117 million contract. One of the best contracts. And when you look around and see the best, the other players' contracts that they just got, and it's just like, whew. Best bargain contract in the league, I have to say. Got an all-NBA talent for $117 million mm. And we got Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker to replace number six and Reggie Bullock. I don't know if D. Rose is going to win sixth man of the year, but... I think that he's going to be in the running. 
for sure. Just like he was last season. I think he's going to be in the running and then they're going to find some reason to be like, nah, we're not going to give it to him. But he'll be in the running for sure. I don't know. He seemed like he's dedicated and he's comfortable with this team now. He got a role. He got a coach that he's comfortable with. It just seemed like it's the perfect lane for him to get that this year. To me, personally. We'll see. We, we shall see. All right. So after, so that's where we left off. We were supposed to record an episode before the preseason. Didn't happen. What can go wrong will. We were supposed to record episode after the preseason. Well, we'll go do that now. First game, we've played Indiana. Got our first look at the new Knicks backcourt. Kemba looked like he never lost a step. We went through Indiana's, you know what? It was not a game. Knicks offense was looking smooth. Boring game. No Mitch. No Noel. Taj started. Jericho Sims came off the bench. Filled it. Filled in very well. Knicks offense just looked looked um, looked as good as you would expect with he who shall not be named. I almost slipped up right there. Not being on the court and Reggie Bullock not being on court. We got two fifths of the starting lineup seamlessly just sliding right into their roles, at least offensively. Mm-hmm. That's something you want to say? I was at that game. Okay. And I witnessed that ass <laughs> So we're just going to fast forward to the next game. Which was? Where we played the Washington Wizards, where when you watch that game, all you really have to think is just see what happened against Indiana. It's the same thing. Molly Wobb kicked their yep. ass, got them out of here mm-hmm. nice and fast. No Mitch, no Noel. No problem. We was able to get Jules. No. Well, no, no. We were missing Jules. Jules was out because he had a baby. Mm-hmm. Forgot about so that. So we was, we was able to get Obi minutes, and he was showing up. Taj showed out again. 125-104 was the final score. See Indiana game. Yeah, that was the game where the Knicks, uh, we, they were... They were shooting as many threes as possible, and if it was a regular season game, they would have tied the franchise record for three-point attempts at 51. As you'll we'll soon talk about that. Yeah. Might as well have forgotten Short-lived. that. Yeah. So third game, <laughs> Detroit, also uh-huh. known as the Taj Gibson game. Why was it known mm-hmm. as the Taj Gibson game? Oh, I don't know, because he dropped a smooth 21 points, nine rebounds, had two blocks, two assists, one steal, shot 64% from the field, 50% from three. That That's not Julius Randle, bros. That is Taj Old Man Gibson dropping those numbers. Knicks actually mm-hmm. had a tough time in that game, even with Julius Randle returning after having his uh, second son. They were down up until the end of the third quarter. By the way, I mentioned Julius Randle. He scored 24 points, grabbed 11 boards, and had five assists. Like I said, they were down up until the end of the third quarter until they went on to a 13-2 run and never looked back. Maintained that that lead to a 108-100 victory. And And that is the end of the boring preseason games. We got to the finale against Washington again, where we got to see the return of Mitch for the first time since he broke his foot late last year. Mm-hmm. And we, gonna speak on we got Mitch to too. see his, him flexing, you know what I'm saying? Showing his muscles for the first time on the court, seeing how winded he got 
<laughs> after yeah, he was winded <laughs> playing five minutes but even when he was tired he was still making a, a, a difference on the court because they was getting intimidated every time they would go to the paint but we got to see quentin quentin grimes got some minutes defense with Obi and Randu at the five mm -hmm. we got to see that for the first time and we just we just got to a nice little fourth quarter where Julius Randle just erupted and hit the game winner on Washington to send them packing and set us to the regular season undefeated in the preseason. I was so ready to pod after that game, bro. Because after that game, yeah. we were supposed to pod. And I was so ready because it was like, yo, this is how we going to go. This is how we going to see. It's this is the team that I was expecting to see in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. That that team that doesn't quit, that team that doesn't die, who you can't count them out just because they're down by double digits because if you sleep on them or if you're not good enough, they're going to come back and they're going to make it a game and they might win. And mm -hmm. they did everything. Defense, they clamped down. They shot the ball well. They played together as a team. They, they passed the ball well. They... It, it it was everything that we had expected to see at the end of the season and that we didn't see in the playoffs. And I was just so hyped because it's like, yep, we're ready. We're we, we ready. We're going to show everybody. We, this is going to be, it's, this is going to be the team that if you were not a fan after watching last season, this is the team that's going to make you a fan of, of the Knicks today. And mm -hmm. We're going to get right into the regular season. First game of the season, Boston Celtics came into the garden against the New oh York Knicks. Lord. Thrilling season oh opener. Lord. The Celtics, led by Jalen Brown, who had 46 points, had a back-and-forth brawl with the, against the Knicks for six periods. At the end of regulation, the Knicks had a four-point lead with seconds remaining. The Celtics miraculously were able to tie it up after draining back-to-back -back threes with the last one being a buzzer beater. And I'm watching this like, yo, how, how are y'all going to be up four points with like, what is it, six, six seconds, eight seconds left in the game? Like that shit, all you got to do is knock down your free throws and, and play deep, right? That's all you got to do to and win. not turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Play deep. You got it. And... After watching the Washington game, you see that happen. It's like, damn, I hope the Knicks ain't about to lose this in overtime. First overtime right. period starts. What happens? <laughs> Yo. The Celtics come every, out firing. Everybody, no, not just the Celtics. Everybody came up and unloaded the clip. Like, Yo, I had to go back and look at I the play-by-play. Play. You know nobody missed until halfway through overtime? Like, and then everybody missed after that. <laughs> Nobody was making a bucket for a while, and then it just took yo resilience from Julius Randle. And you look at it, it just was a crazy ending to that game. You look game. at that play by play, three point, three point, Jason Tatum, alley oop dunk, three point shot, three point shot, three point shot, three point. I'm like, yeah. And, and it was a dog fight. You know, I'm looking for, I'm looking. Oh, did somebody miss in the first two and a half minutes? No. And then as soon as. I think it was Evan Fournier. As soon as Evan Fournier missed his shot, everybody started missing. Everybody started missing. So and then nobody, nobody could score in the last two minutes and fifty seconds of overtime. In the final overtime period, Tibbs brought Derrick Rose back in, put Kemba on the bench. He said, "All right, D Rose, you're gonna you're gonna have to finish this for us." 
end of the game was a battle with neither team won to give an inch. In the end, Evan Fournier with the three-pointer with 56 seconds left in the game gave the Knicks the lead for good. D. Rose put the game away with his patented floater. Mm-hmm. And that gave the Knicks a four-point lead and the victory to end the second quarter. The Knicks clamped down on D. And that was it. And the good vibes that you got after that preseason, them going 4-0, started the season against the Celtics. You can't, can't, can't say that it, it like, oh, it's a bad Celtics team. Like they had Jalen Brown. They had Jason Tatum. They were missing. Who are they missing? Al Holford? I, I don't remember who they were missing. That's about it. Hey, 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 this is a team that you expect to play to, to be good this year. And yeah. they did it. That, that's the team that we're going to have to be battling out in the East for now because everybody in the East is better. Right. So the Boston Celtics is going to be one of them teams that we're going to be having to battle against all year just to escape the the playing tournament to make sure we get a top five seed and we're going to probably face them in the playoffs. So. I'm not mad at it. We If we're going to get a few more games this season that would resemble game one, it's not going to be bad for our, our health, but no, I, I, I ain't mad at watching that again. I'd love to see a playoff series between them two teams. Absolutely. That 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 first game just, it it had everything that you would want. It, it might have been the best opening game for this season out of all the teams that that Boston New York's game I can't think of I can't think of how much more exciting any other game could be you had overtime you had double overtime you had defense you had offense you had everything and and let me just say also because we kind of just skimming through the games because it's 10 40 at night (laughs) we had our long overdue for a podcast right we we just try to get our we feet to, wet again. We try to get back into the flow of things. So we are kind of just yeah. touching on everything. But I don't want to just... We in preseason I, form. I don't want to ignore certain things. Mitchell Robinson, it, a lot of people last year were not giving Mitchell Robinson his just due because Nerlens Noel played so well and the Knicks played so well when Mitch got hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you can't see what Mitchell Robinson has been given to this team while Nerlens Noel has been out, if you can't see how much better this team with Mitch on the court, if you can't see how much better this team is with Mitch, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. He's not even 100% healthy yet. He's not even in he's game shape. He, he's not even in game. He's out there breathing hard, tired, trying to get back into the flow of the game, trying to get back into finding out his spots again. Like... He's still not in game shape, but he's still. Can you imagine if we had on the rim? game shape Mitch with all the muscles and doing? He had a double Mm-mm. double against the Celtics, bro. He had he came Mm-mm. in his second game, like he played the last preseason game. He didn't even start, and he was looking winded as hell. And Tip still said, "I'm gonna start you against the Celtics," and this dude dropped eleven and seventeen. I think he had 17 rebounds. I don't even have it up, but I looked at, I I saw the stat line and he definitely had at least 16 rebounds and 11 points. He had, he had, he had, he he did, he filled up the stat sheet. I don't, don't ever, ever, (laughs) like I understand they gave (laughs) Nerlens Noel the contract and they didn't, they didn't do that for Mitch and he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. But if Mitch plays even more than half of this season 
Don't try to tell me that Nerlens Noel is just as important as Mitchie Robinson because it's not true. I'm not saying that Mitch, Mitch should get paid max money now, but that boy gives you a that. lot more than what Nerlens Noel can give you. You know, I don't remember which game this was. I think it was, I think it's the next game that you're going to talk about, but there was a game where RJ like wrapped around past the ball to Mitch. Mm-hmm. And he caught it and dunked it. You know what would have happened mm-hmm. if that was Nerlens? Nerlens. <laughs> Nerlens have fumbled that, got the ball kicked out of bounds, turnover. But oh. I was going to say Mitch in game one. Listen to this. He had 11 points and 17 rebounds with three assists. He didn't miss a shot. And he, that's been, that's really his first game back. If you really want to think about it, because the preseason game, that was practice. Yep. Even though it was a game, it came down to a game winning shot. Like he was just trying to get up and down. He, this is his first game game. Regular season was completely different. The, the atmosphere was completely different. The crowd was completely different. This is on national TV on ESPN. And he went five for five, had 17 rebounds and. Like he, his impact on the game is just crazy. Crazy. So we're going to have to just continue to watch him develop as we go into game two, where the Knicks take their talents down to Orlando, which is New York 2.0 from the sounds of it on MSG. Cause there was, it looked like there was Knicks fans taking up the entire arena from our perspective. I'm, I'm hearing Chance OB. OB. Uh-huh. Yeah, we didn't even speak You're on all that, right? We didn't even speak on OB. <laughs> this was like the opposite of opening night because opening night, it was excitement. Uh-huh. This was a blowout. Uh-huh. We was up 20 after the first quarter. Uh-huh. Up 30 in the first half. The Knicks went down to Orlando and embarrassed the Magic at home. A lot of this game, the Knicks was up 20 to 30 points. The Magic didn't even look inspired. Clyde was clowning them on the broadcast. Just, I, 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 if I was a player and I'm listening to that game back, I'm like, nah, I ain't going to lie. You're going to have to play me one-on-one. Because <laughs> Clyde was talking crazy from the beginning <laughs> to the end of the broadcast. I couldn't believe it. Clyde was talking like Red he dude. was about to go, yeah, let me put on a jersey. I can score on these bums. <laughs> <laughs> Randall was out there just doing whatever he wanted to the point where Wendell Carter had to try to in- intentionally foul him when he was going up to the point where they almost got into it. This game was just kind of crazy to watch. And it, it had me, I'm not going to lie, it had me on the edge. I, like, it took everything for me to just say, we not winning the championship. But <laughs> what was your takeaway from game two? My takeaway from game two? I don't really have much of a takeaway from game two. I have a lot to say about game two because I feel like it can't be understated how young that Orlando Magic team really is. Youngest starting five in league history, they said. They have two rookies starting. They have a sophomore starting. And then the other two starters are fourth-year players. Like, like all of them are on rookie contracts, I'm pretty sure. I don't think not a single mm-hmm. one of their starting lineup has come off of their rookie contract. That is nutso, but that also means that they are not good enough to play against a good team. 
And, is and, Wendell Carter on this contract? I don't know. I don't know for a fact, but I looked at all of their ages and I looked at how long they've all been in the year, league. Nobody has been in the league longer than four years. Is Wendell got fifty million? Okay. Outside of that, though, they're all younger than twenty four. 24, yeah, and, 24 and younger. None of these guys are vets that are starting in your starting lineup. You have no vets in your starting lineup. I think you have maybe two or three vets in your bench. That is a young, young team. So, I, honestly, the Knicks did what they were supposed to do. In this game, anyway. They did what they were supposed to do because this is a team that they haven't been together that long. A lot of this team is very brand new. Like Evan mm-hmm. Fournier was on this team last year. He's not there no more. They traded away all of their starters last year. Two-fifths of their starters are now our rookies. This team does not know how to play together. This Knicks team, the 90, 90% of this Knicks team has been playing together for a, at least two years. I don't know if that's true. If it's ninety percent, might be a little high. It's but, not ninety percent. But, but the majority but of the, the majority <laughs> of the important pieces on this squad have been playing for two years, right? Yeah, we got chemistry on our side. We got chemistry on our side and veteran leadership. Yeah, Taj been on this team for how long? Randall's been on this team for how long? Audrey's been on this team for how long? Like, like they they've been here, so I can't. I, I, they did what they were supposed to do against a young team who is not, doesn't know how to play together. And, and that's what that, that's and what that, that game was. They, this game didn't really tell me anything except for Tibbs doesn't know that he needs to pull out his starters when you're up 30 in the, in the middle of the fourth quarter. That's the only thing I really learned about this game. Like, I, there's no reason that Julius Randle should be getting into shoving matches with four minutes left in the game and you're up 30. That. But that leads us to the next game, which it's just like the next game was just I I I, I don't know what to say. I I I, I kind of after the game ended, I wanted to just pretend like it just never happened. So Orlando came to the garden, right? We went down to Orlando, said, "Here, take this little young buck. Take this little butt whooping real quick, mm-hmm. right? Spank the baby powder. Get the baby powder. Get the baby powder. Spank them." And it so it's a home and home back to back. You went down to Orlando, you spanked them. I don't care how young this team is. These dudes are all still they're they are in the NBA. They're all professionals. They're NBA players. They got pride. They, and you got top five picks on that team. You got really you got players who didn't get in the top five last year, but they were one of the top 10 players that got drafted last year, Cole Anthony. And you got kids from New York coming back to play in New York right. in front of they In front of they fan. Crowd that they grew up from in front of performing in front you, of. I, I bet they wanted to come to the Knicks. And you know. And we didn't draft them. And you know like, that you went to their hometown and spanked them. So you know that they're going to try to come to New York and do the same thing. All that combined. I, it's hard because I'm talking myself into being mad at this team. But you, when you spank a team like that, you're like, yo, we could come back from anything. We could beat them. This team ain't nothing. And, that's, it, felt and, like that, it. and it felt like it. Like I wasn't worried until it was like they went up 
they went up eight points. Then they went up like 10 points at the end of the game. And, and I'm going to bury the lead here. The Knicks lost this game against the Orlando Magic at home, which kind of pisses me off because if you're going to lose one of the two games to the Magic, it shouldn't be the game at home. You should have you should have lost yeah. the game in Orlando. But that's why they that's why they approached it that way because they that that was the game where they like yeah that's a gimme we home we just beat them by 20 30 points we're gonna cook them tonight let's save our energy for philly that's what i feel like happened uh, can't and can't can't they didn't they didn't apply to the same principles and rules that they've been playing by all season long I, I, well not all season but you get what i'm trying to say this is not the team that we saw against the Celtics. This is not the team that we saw in game two against the Magic. It's not the, it's not the team that we saw in the preseason. Even, or some Actually, I'll even say, I'll even <laughs> say this is the team that we saw in the first three quarters against Washington, but the team that we are used to showed out in the fourth quarter in Washington. We didn't see that team at all against Orlando Magic at home. This team seemed like they thought that the shot is going to come around. We're going to hit our threes. They keep playing this bum-ass zone and we're going to shoot our way out of it and we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And that is not their game. Yes, the Knicks, one of the main goals this season is the Knicks want to shoot more threes. Which I don't think we talked about it, but they officially broke both the three-point field goal and three-point attempt records in game in two against Orlando. Orlando. Their franchise records, their own franchise records, not the league's, their own franchise records for three-point field goals and three-point attempts were broken in game two. And it seemed like they said, oh, if we do this, we could beat anybody. But that's not your game. Your game is supposed to be built on team. And there was way too much French I want you to look this up and just tell me how many assists both teams had in the second in the in the garden in game three but there was a lot of iso a lot of more iso than I'm comfortable with right I understand you got Kemba I understand you got Julius 20, 20 assists how many did Orlando have And how many assists? Twenty-two. And how many assists did the Knicks have against Boston? That's that's what I really want to know. This team is built on chemistry. This team is built on playing together. Yes, a lot of their scoring can come off the ISO, or a lot of their scoring can come off of when you pass the ball. When you get the ball, you could do what you want because the defense is already off off kilter because of what everybody else is doing. We didn't see none of that against the Magic, and the Magic ain't that team that you shouldn't be able to get your offense going. How many do they have against Boston? Yeah. 27. Okay. And that that's my point. Right? They played so well against Boston, and even though that was in two, two overtimes, at the end of the game, they got over 25 assists because they tried to pass the ball. In this yeah. game against the Magic, but I felt like I in felt the fourth, like in the fourth quarter, I feel like they tried to get back into the groove of pass, but by the time they were out of they rhythm, they tried to get back into it. They were already out of rhythm and cold. Like yeah. they was watching Julius Randle take all the shots yeah. for the entire third quarter. And I agree with that. And I agree with that. And but it's like, bro, but they but they were doing it. So so it seemed like they were doing. They got back to it, but they were get, getting back to it to get the open three. 
what you already know. You weren't yeah. hitting the open three at that point. You got to get back in rhythm first. So you need to mm-hmm. threat, threat from three and either get to the mid-range or get to the paint. All the, what makes me not, I'm not mad at it because of the fact that they're great shooters. And I know that even though they know that not, they're not making it, the same thing was happening in overtime against Boston. And all of a sudden, Fournier hits a big shot. We win the game. Like, shooters going to shoot. They got to continuously shoot. Forget the fact yeah. that they just missed their last four or five. They, they believe that they're going to make the next one. But the problem lies, you have to make the next one. Right. But not just that, though. Or get a better shot out of it. Not just that, though. It seemed to me like all of their best plays came from trying to get to the basket and get the foul. But when they when they would do that, they would come back down the next go round, and they would go back to the three. And it's like, yo, nobody is hitting their threes right now. Get to the line, hit your free throws, or get to the rim. And build that, once you see the ball go in the bucket a little bit more, all right, now take your three and see if it goes in. Now you see if you got that rhythm. They was they were trying too hard to get back to the three right after making a score. And that, that you, they didn't respect them. They just thought, exactly. and that's we what gonna, it was. we got to get this lead That's back. what it was. It was, it, you were, they were, I, I feel like they could have won if they stopped focusing so much on the three and foc- just focus more on getting a good shot. They were focusing way more on getting the open three. They got open threes, too. They had good looks. No, they had good they shots. Had good looks. They didn't have the best looks, They had though. good looks, but they could have got better looks trying to get them, like, what they were doing all preseason and what they were doing against the Celtics. Get the defense moving around. Get them, get, all right, I'm passing the ball. Okay, oh, he's off. They weren't doing that. They The defense was on them the whole time. And I don't think Orlando Magic's defense is like that, that they should have, even in a zone, that they should have the Knicks looking the way that they had them looking in the garden. They were inspired, though. They were. I'm not going to They had I'm not going to disrespect. They, they, from, they had Mo Bamba. He from right, all right. Cole Anthony. He from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to disrespect they, they, they were inspired, and, they, and the rest of the team just lost at home. So I could see... They they did play a good game defensively on us, but they also made a lot of stupid ass mistakes at the end of the game. With that, we should have capitalized. Off exactly, of. they were making. They are not. They were turning the ball over. Mad they times are not that we team. Plenty of opportunities to come. They back. are not that team. They this is a team that the Knicks should beat, and the Knicks beat themselves by not taking advantage in a way that they know that they they know how to do. They know how to take advantage of everything that Orlando, that's how they got back against Washington. That's how they beat Washington. It wasn't just because they were hitting their threes. The threes helped, but it was because they were able to take advantage of the other team's mistakes. Booyaka. Take advantage of the other team's mistakes and also playing the right way offense, playing the Knicks way, playing the way that they play. That's why they won those games. And here's what's going to make tomorrow's game or depending on when you listen to this, the next game where we play Philadelphia 76ers at home. This game coming up is where we're going to see what type of team we have here. Mm -hmm. Because after a loss like that, and you hear in the interviews after the game that they're they're trying to take what they did wrong and learn on on, off of it because you just lost. You got to we got to bounce back in a big way after a loss like that. You just lost to one of the worst teams in the NBA, and now you're playing against Philly. That's missing one of their superstars. 
they going through their own little drama. Mm-hmm. You're home. You have to send a message now. It's your time to send a message. Show them the, the league that you're actually here for real. Show the league that you're actually the Big 15 to take care of business at home against the Philadelphia 76ers, which, which has a potential MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, potential defensive player of the year. They were the number one seed in the East last year. And they they aren't at 100% potential right now. Right. Like, yeah, they, 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 they're playing well, but they can be beat for sure. For sure, for sure. And we have the, the talent on this team to be able to beat this team. I feel like, personally, we're the deepest team in the NBA. We have solidified scorers at every position except maybe center. We have a team defense. We have the coach of the year from last year who implemented both this defensive scheme and the offensive scheme, which led us to winning a lot of games last year. And we have, we've gotten better this year. Philly's good. They're not at 100%. We should be able to take this at home, personally. We should be inspired to take this one at home. I 100% agree with that. And... Mitch is healthy. And I've always said that if Mitch is healthy, I'm not really scared of the Joel Embiid. I'm not saying before y'all. Mitch is healthy and bigger. All I'm saying is I think that we have somebody who can hold, hold him down so that he's not the reason why we lose. Not saying that he's going to shut Joel Embiid down. Don't get me wrong. But Mitch is strong. And Bede ain't going to have as easy a time bodying Mitch like he did in the past. Because Mitch put on a Even in the past, Joel Embiid was saying he's, he got some long uh, Exactly. Arms. He's, he's always he's been tough. Be he's uncomfortable he's out always there. been a tough defender. And now he's got some weight. I'm not, I'm not that scared of Joel Embiid. I, I don't know what's That's going what on see. with this whole Ben Simmons thing, but... Hey... I still take his ass on the Knicks. <laughs> still. But don't listen. Everybody got their own opinion. Oh, we don't want this guy on the team. I'd take him on the Knicks. As long as we don't got to give him nothing super significant. I'd take him on the Knicks. Oh. He'll definitely improve this defense. You think Terrence Ross is going to be coming in the garden, dropping 21 points in the fourth quarter with Ben Simmons in our starting five? I don't think so. So Ben Simmons over RJ? No. <laughs> so Fournier has to go then. Yeah. All right, cool. I we on the same page. The spacing is gonna be worse, but with talent like that, we'll figure it out. We ain't going for no championship this year, but moving forward, we could build a better roster. Yeah, I don't know how I like Ben them. Simmons and I do. I, we'll I see. Don't, I I really like I really like whatever Fournier gives us. And the fact that Ben Simmons just refuses to shoot the ball is something that not, we would have, you know where the lineup would have to be Kemba, Simmons, RJ, Randall, Obi. That's what it would have to be. And that's a great lineup to me. I'd uh, love to play that lineup. 
Watch them run and let, watch Ben Simmons be the foul. Yeah, but then you play Philly, do you win that game? Why not? Because Obi's going to get destroyed by Embiid. Obi? Yeah. You missed that. <laughs> He's not going to be at the five. Ben will be at the five. Ben is going to be our five? Why not? Okay. <laughs> you forget how big Ben Simmons is? So Obi's going to be our three? Obi could be the four. Then Julius is going to be our three? Hey. I ain't mad at it. You mad at <laughs> yes, it? Yes, yes. I'm very <laughs> mad at it. I'm very mad at it. Why, why, when we see three point guards in a lineup, why can't we see three forwards in a lineup? We see it all the time. We just don't pay no mind to it, but they ain't doing that lineup already out there. Them types of lineups already. For a segment, I'm not saying start Ben Simmons at the five, but... For moments throughout the game, you saying ben put, the five could you saying put Ben Simmons uh, on Joel Embiid? You acting like the game is one on one. It's a lot of switching going on. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Team defense, they're gonna double him. Obviously, I'm saying it's not gonna be I'm, just Ben Simmons on him one on one. This is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you got a center who could bring the ball up and be Ben Simmons, that's dangerous because the floor is completely open now, just like how it is now with RJ and. I mean, with uh, Julius and Obi at the f- four and five. The only difference is you have an All-NBA defender and one of the top point cards. Well, I ain't going to go that far. An elite-level point guard, all-star-level point guard, also capable of running center. I think you're giving Ben too much credit. And I'm, we'll not, saying, I'm not saying that Ben Simmons is not... Ben Simmons is is a great player. I just struggle to see his fit on this team in a way that maximizes this team's potential to be a championship-level contending team. I feel like Ben Simmons has to be on a team that can afford for him to not be able to shoot. I think that he would be good on the Mavericks. I think he'd be good on... The Nuggets. I think he'd be good on. Mm. I'm trying to think. Be good on the Magic. Anybody would be good on the Magic. (laughs) But I'm just saying. (laughs) If you really want to be technical. I'm just saying. Like, I think that. I think that that team has a lot of potential. And then you bring in a veteran. A veteran here or there. And then Ben Simmons is the main. Is the main get. I I could see that that I could see that team doing real good, right? I could see that team being in the playoffs and and getting to the conference finals with Ben Simmons because they have guys, they have a center that could shoot, they have they have guys that can shoot, they have players who they got guys up and down, they got talent up and down that roster. We got talent up and down our roster too. The problem I think with us is we got a lot of guys that can shoot but like to operate in the paint too and are probably at their best in the paint. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Obi Toppin. Mitchell Robinson, can't shoot, operates best in the paint. Nerlens Noel, he will shoot, operates best in the paint. Taj Gibson probably is our best 
shooter as a big. And, and probably is the guy that, you know, if I'm not saying Obi, I'm saying Taj Gibson. And that probably makes things a little bit better in a matchup against the Sixers, I guess. If you Taj ain't going to be playing if Noel's healthy, though. But I'm saying if in the scenario where you have Ben Simmons on this team and you put Taj Gibson as a starting center, that probably makes things work against Joel Embiid. Probably. I don't think he'll get abused the way that I think Obi or Ben Simmons would get abused in that, you know, in that scenario. I I just feel like Ben Simmons, and this isn't the Ben Simmons podcast, but I just don't feel like he's been used properly offensively in Philly. He it, There's so many ways that you can u- utilize him on offense to get him going. And well, it doesn't have to be based around a jump shot. There's been plenty of NBA players that's been able to score plenty of points without shooting threes. Or well, they never asked. Uh, well, I, being I, great I'm jump shooters. I'm, 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 Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know if they've asked him to shoot, but I think that a lot of, I think they try to work around Ben Simmons. I don't think that they're not utilizing him properly. I think they're utilizing him the way that they have to based on what he wants to do. There's no reason why Ben Simmons, there's no reason why Ben Simmons hasn't tried to figure out the shooting aspect of his game by now. That was literally. But he has tried. We see him every summer posting videos in the gym shooting, but in the and game, then when he in plays the, in, in the regular NBA season, game, when it's time to play, he, it's just not right. It's not. It's not right because he only shoots like five threes a season, if that. Confidence. So then, what's the point of you practicing in the summer if you can't find the confidence in the summer? Then what's the hey, point? I don't see none of our Knicks lacking confidence this year. That ain't all on Ben Simmons. That got the to do with the people around him as well. Listen, speaking of confidence, I don't understand why people are not confident in the fact that R.J. Barrett is going to be one of the better players to come out of that draft. Because he's a Nick. I retweeted this post. Dude said something about that third pick. 2016, Jalen Brown. 2017, Jason Tatum. 2018, Luka Doncic. 2019, R.J. Barrett. 2020, LaMelo Ball. 2021, Evan Mobley. I don't understand why R.J. Barrett is getting so much hate. He's a nigga. Go back and watch uh, R.J. Barrett commentary when he was in Duke and just watch how different it is. They was loving him when he was a college player. As soon as he comes to the Knicks, Oh, he's going to be a bust. I, I I clicked this tweet and then the like first five tweets. Bro, Barrett, please go to bed. Why don't you wake up and stop sleeping on RJ Barrett was the response to that. I said, all right, cool. We got somebody that got, that got our back. The next tweet, you just going to sneak RJ in there and hope nobody notices? Why is RJ Barrett here? Somebody else, but RJ is a bust. Rest are starters in the meeting. Yo, our stars in the making. Why are people hating on R.J. Barrett? I don't understand. He is our third leading scorer right now this season. Yes, he's only not even playing his best. And he's and and you know what? To begin the season last year, he shot like trash too, and he ended the season shooting forty percent from three. Do not. I, I don't expect RJ to get to 20 points per game this year. I think when he 
gets to 20 points per game is going to be further in his career. I think he's working on all his tools. I think he's working on that. He's already worked on that three-point shot. We already saw it in preseason. We saw it when he was playing on Team Canada. We see it in videos. We see he's not scared to shoot off the dribble now, even though he's missing, even though his three-point percentage is, is, is basura right now. RJ is going to come, is going to do what he did last year. He shot, he missed like 23s in the first four games or so. I think he missed like 40, actually. And he ended up shooting 40% from three. You know how good you got to shoot? <laughs> he went like one for 21. And then he missed like another 20 after that. You know how good you got to shoot to come back from going like one for 40 from three you gotta sh- and they still sleeping on him he's gonna be fine he's gonna have 20 probably gonna have a 30 point game he might even have a 40 point game if he keeps shoot if he if he shoots and he starts hitting and then what are y'all gonna say stop sleeping on the boy rj please he's on a good team he's not gonna be he's not gonna be that guy for us probably not this year but in two years don't be surprised so the next game, after we play Philly, and it seems like the next time we record, which we're going to try to record on Saturdays and release on Sundays, y'all, Knicks at the Bulls in the United Center. Oh, it's going to be a good game. I meant to do predictions. Is it too late? Nah, it's not too. It's never too late. This is our podcast. What you talking about? Come on now. All right, 76ers at the Knicks in the Garden. Who you got? I can see that game going into overtime. And I see a Sega now. Knicks in overtime. By how many? Yeah, bro, you're not gonna have I'm not betting against the spread. I like I don't I don't understand none of these gambling rules. We're not talking about betting. I just know we get in the win. And that's it. Five points or more. Or less. I think it's gonna be less than five. Less than five points. I don't know what the spread is either, but I'm just going to say five points. We're going to do five. I don't even know what I just said. Bet against, I don't, what, what does bet against the spread mean? I'm just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> it means the spread is the amount of points that Las Vegas or whoever says that a team is going to win by. And if you, if you bet, if against, you bet it. against it, that means you don't think that that's going to happen. You think that like Vegas says they're going to win by more than five points. You think they're going to win by less or they're going to lose. Or... I'm always betting against Vegas. Well, they Vegas in my head. I'm Vegas here. said that the Knicks were going to beat the Magic by twelve. <laughs> I would have. They jinxed I, us. I would have bet against the. I would have bet against Vegas in that scenario, but I would have bet against Vegas and said the Knicks won. And I think that the Knicks will. Who you bet against Philly? Will win. In regulation, by more than five points. Oh, really? That's how you feel? Yeah. Not by much more than five, though. Knicks at Bulls in the United Center. <laughs> Who do you have, sir? The Bulls are still on a win streak right now. I, I, I predict that that win streak will come to a close. D. Rose is coming home. And he's going to leave with the throw. 
I don't know why I keep trying to run. But yeah, I see I see us going to Boston. I mean to to Chicago and taking that. In in regulation by more than ten points. More than ten points. Yeah, I'm not a Bulls believer. I'm not a Bulls believer either. If we would have recorded before this last Magic game, I was going to say that by the time we recorded, the Knicks would have still been on a win streak. Yeah, that's why. That's that's exactly why I didn't want to record. And I, I, I just had an eerie feeling that something was going to go wrong that game. But now I have a better feeling that that game woke us up and we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Make up for that last loss. We're going to get two more wins. I, I'm going to say that the Knicks are going to lose. against Chicago because I I think they need to get smacked in the head a couple more times before they really realize that they cannot take any game for granted but they're only going to they're going to lose by like two points who's going to be the Chicago Bulls leading scorer who's going to be the reason we lose the Chicago Bulls leading scorer I don't know if they not leading scorer but the most memorable scorer like uh, in the preseason what was his name Raul Neto, who kept cooking Kemba, but we still ended up winning. If we would have lost, we'd have remembered Raul Neto. Oh, you talking about like Knicks killers? Yeah, like Terrence Ross in the fourth quarter. That's what we're going to remember from last game. Who's going to be that on the Bulls? Because there's always that one guy. I got to look at their roster and see. There is always that one guy. If the Knicks lose, there's, it's definitely going to be because of that one guy that's on the team. Let me look. It's normally it's, be, it's normally Levine. It, it's gonna be Kobe White. Kobe White probably not even gonna play. Uh, normally it's Zach Levine's forcing overtime doing all type of well, but I don't know what's gonna happen. So I think because him and DeRozan gotta get some chemistry together, they both gonna be wanting to get out of each other's way. I see a second that. Lonzo's probably, is probably going to try to get the team going, but we're going to shut him down. So you don't think Kobe White's going to come out of injury, come back in, test the shoulder out, see the shots working, and you don't see that happening? Because that, no. that is the ve- that uh, You know why I said that? That's a very Knicks thing. That, that is that's what, what happened with Jalen Brown. That is what always happens. <laughs> the, dude, the, the dude you least expect. To come out of color, all right, he's off an of injury, but you know he's probably still hurting or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's knocking everything down like he was just shooting in the gym. <laughs> That's not the case no more. That's the past. <sighs> Terrence Ross is the one that we would expect that to happen to. But when Jalen Brown did it, we won that game. Them days is over. This is a new Knicks team, a new Knicks legacy that we write in here. We write new history. And them days are over. We're going to take that game in Chicago and we're going to be four and one leading the Eastern Conference. All right. Well, by the if, time we come back, if, uh, if Kobe White don't play, then Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso is going to be that guy. Caruso will never do shit against the Knicks. <laughs> and that's why he's the one you have to expect. I don't know why they love him so much. That's the, that's, I mean, I know he's good, but come that's, on now. That's the one that you have to expect. The guy that will never do nothing against us is the guy who, if we lose the game, it's going to be because he came out of nowhere and exploited something. 
<laughs> well, next episode, we'll see exactly what happened. <laughs> and we'll see whose prediction came true and whose didn't. All right, French, you got anything you want to plug? Nah. I'm ready to go to bed because I got work in the morning. Love the Knicks. Go Knicks. Bad loss. Good year. Yeah, this is how you know that we are really dedicated. In form. Well, no, well, we, we did an hour. <laughs> this is this is this is per the norm. But this yeah. is how you know we're we're dedicated. It's now eleven twenty p.m. on a Monday night. We've tried. This is probably our fifth attempt at trying to record this podcast. At least my children are in the next room sleeping. They wanted to be in the room with me, and I said, no, I got to record. My girlfriend on the couch by herself watching This Is Us. Wondering when French is going to get the hell off the computer and spend some time. Talking about the damn Knicks. <laughs> There's nothing but nonstop Knicks in this household. <laughs> it's driving her nuts. I know it is. So, but that's how you know we dedicate it. So, yeah. I expect to see more from us and hear more from us. Should be coming back on a regular basis, and we should be coming back with, hopefully, an after the game pod. So you might, mm-hmm. so when this goes up, you might see a new pod within hours after we drop this one. So be on the lookout for that. All right, we have equipment coming in mm-hmm. that's going to help season two become a lot better than season one. A lot one. betterer. A lot more betterer. And it's going to come soon. And you'll notice exactly when it comes because the quality of these videos are going to just step up. The quality of the podcast is going to step up. The quickness of which everything is getting done is going to step up. It's going to be a lot of changes throughout this season. This wall behind me is naked. It's not going to stay that way. You see wall behind Ja? Yeah. That's when you're supposed to move out the way. You see the wall behind Ja? Next memorabilia, posters. You know... The audio podcast listeners can't a, can't see what's going on, but I have a Knicks poster. I've got a Biggie poster. I've got some I, another Knicks poster. Some Knicks hats. If I move my mic out the way, you can see my you can see the hats on the wall. I got my little I got my little uh, rim behind me. I got some Knicks stuff, and I'm gonna add some more stuff to it. You know, I'm probably gonna and you and you want a brand new desktop gaming PC. Things are gonna be happening this season too. See, that are going to continuously just make us want to improve and become one of the best Knicks outlets out there. That's right. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We coming back next next, next week, week. On a two-game winning streak leading the Eastern Conference, number one in the or East. Or a one-in-one. But we'll still have a good, or, we'll still have a better than 500 record. Or three-in-one, or three-in-two. Three Either way, <laughs> you're going to see us, and I'm ready to go. All right, clocking out. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Two. Podcast. Peace. Peace. Yeah. What it do? That intro music was Broadway Boo by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Knicks Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.